0: Welcome to the theater. Take a seat, grab some popcorn, and get ready for another horror movie double bill.
1: This is Friday Night Fratricide. Happy New Year, one and all. I mean it's not quite New Year, but it will be in a couple of days' time. Yeah. Therefore, happy New Year. We're doing a New Year special on Friday night for Actorside this week. How exciting.
0: Yeah. It's Christmas this last week.
1: Managed it was. to source some New Year horror as well.
0: We have. There's not as many New Year horror as there is Christmas horror. That's but... true.
1: There's also not that many at all, like no. full stop. There's there's maybe a dozen or so. Mm. Yeah. But yeah yeah, okay we picked a couple of films
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> two films um these yeah. certainly are two films that i've watched in the past week yep
1: and we'll get into them in a second but first i am fraser and i'm Ian. and we are the happy brothers especially happy to be rolling in 2024 with you <sighs> 2024 That's scary, it's scary.
0: Do you know <laughs> what's going to happen in 2024
1: uh Donald Trump comes back.
0: Oh God, I hope not.
1: I, I think it's gonna happen.
0: I really hope it doesn't. I hope
1: it doesn't. I think it's gonna.
0: It might do. That would be grim.
1: Yeah. What else? Sorry. What were you? I was
0: gonna say you're gonna turn thirty. Ah, <laughs> oh. that's a little bit more grim. Yeah. Yeah. That. I mean, that probably makes me feel old more than anything else. Like I had recently, I think our, par- I think our mom was like, hey do you feel old since you're going to be turning 27 soon? And I was like, no, I think I feel older knowing that you're going to be turning 30 soon. Yeah. That's more of a...
1: I I mean, that's my problem to (laughs) deal (laughs) with. That's my thing to come to terms with. Have you got any resolutions for 2024? you thought about it at
0: all? I'm going to try and watch more films. Oh, okay yeah
1: well the podcast will help with that
0: podcast will help with that i feel like i i spend a lot of my time just watching absolute fucking guff <laughs> i'll just sit i'll just like stick something on and, and waste an hour and a half watching there are a lot of guff horror films there are but like i feel like you get more out of watching a film even if it's bad than you do from watching like daytime tv Or, like, just watching. Oh, yeah. Not to disparage, like, people just playing video games on YouTube or whatever, but, like, I feel like you get more from actually watching a film, even if it's a bad film. Than playing games. Than, like, watching someone playing games.
1: Uh, I guess, maybe. If if, if it's, like, watching, you know, Fortnite or whatever, then, yeah, probably. But there's people who watch, like, playthroughs because they don't have the game themselves.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's fair enough. And I'm not criticizing people for watching that. I just mean, in general, like, I would... I, if i sit and watch something like that for several hours at a time which i mm-hmm. can very easily do i wind up feeling like i've just wasted five hours of my life if i spend that five hours watching like three films back to back i'm Feel like more okay cool i've accomplished now i've watched three films yeah you can add them to your letterbox add them to my letterbox what's the what's the goal for next year so yeah my goal for th- by the end of this year was 130 okay. and the children which I watched this morning for today, uh, was 129. So I've only got one more to watch by the end of the year, which is fine because it's a few days. Yeah. Um, The goal for next year, I'm thinking 150. 150 films. 150 by the end of the year. So that's
1: one every two days? One every two, two, three days? Near,
0: Near enough, maybe like three or four a week. That's doable. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah.
1: Could I do that? Probably not. But I salute you for it.
0: Yeah, you got any New Year's resolutions before no, we get into the films?
1: No, not really. <laughs> no, I've not. I've not really thought about it. I'm still coming to terms with the fact that 2023 is over. Yeah. It's felt like 2020 for it has. several years now. It's yeah. not like I don't. The passage of time is just fucked. I can't. I can't get my head around it. Yeah. So um, yeah i don't know we'll we'll see maybe by what sunday night is it sunday night sunday night will be the new years yeah i'll i'll have thought of something but yeah. yeah i don't know maybe more films maybe i should watch more, films. Watch more maybe films i should set that as a resolution
0: watch more new films
1: watch more films than you
0: watch more films than me you're in gonna four and 51
1: i don't think i could man i don't think i could
0: watch more films than than i watched this year 130 to be fair i could maybe do that 130 but that's based on my Letterbox, which i only started using in april so i mm. probably have seen more than 130 over the past year i've probably seen closer to 150 mm. well you'll be able to keep track from the first i'll be able to keep track from year. just all of this year now yeah. that i'm actually using Letterboxed. yeah fully good
2: good
1: yeah we should we should post our Letterboxed so people we can should follow them or uh, create a communal one a know. lot
0: of mine are just like yeah i mean i think you could probably go and follow mine i would I'd have to share it i guess but like
1: i didn't want to put you on the spotlight if you don't no, want people no. following you then that's fine <laughs> a lot of
0: them are just films that i watch for the podcast because i mean we watch two a week yeah that's a hundred of the that's true i guess a hundred yeah. of the hundred and thirty roughly or Jeez. it's a hundred a hundred
1: a year thirty for pleasure and a hundred for work <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Okay, shall we get into this week's
0: movies? Yeah. What did you have this week? Uh, My pick for this year was Bloody New Year from 1980. Bloody New Year. Bloody New Year again. Yeah, yeah, Bloody New Year from 1987. I figured, you know, any film that's actually going to be set at New Year, obviously it's going to be Bloody New Year, right? No, it's set in like July, (laughs) which I didn't realize. But it's... but there
1: is it is is partially set in new
0: year kind of yeah
1: do you want to start with that do you
0: want to start with that you like starting with the older one it's the one that i watched first as well yeah
1: and then we'll get into the children which was my pick which is actually set in new year
0: yeah cool uh so yeah bloody new year 1987 directed by norman j warren who didn't do an awful lot else um, this was he, his last film. He did a film a called *In Seminoid* as well. A film called *Satan's Slave*
1: sounds very sexual. Yeah,
0: it probably was. <laughs> um, it's got a bunch of English actors playing a bunch of English characters that I, I'm not going to be able to tell apart because I don't care. I,
1: it was one of those films where, yeah, the, they, they all blend together. None of them really
0: have distinct personalities, or one of them's American. One of them's American. And that's the extent. And one of them's (laughs) called Spud. Oh yeah. Everyone else, I'm kind of like, all right, no personality, no unique name, (laughs) no. Like they've not got like individual story arcs. It's not like they're doing different things at different times. They're all kind of just, they're all bumming about. So the film opens with like a very brief scene from New Year's Eve, 1959. Mm -hmm. They're ringing in the year 1960 and we see like some people dancing and one woman kind of sitting by herself and then but it's all in black and white and then it's not black and white anymore but it's still kind of this woman just by herself in this room it's like a hotel lobby like a a ballroom yeah function room whatever uh wanders around goes up to a mirror and is sort of looking at herself in the mirror then she turns around and then she goes back and then she like goes to put her hands up to the mirror but then the reflective hands reach out and grab her and pull her in. And she kind of goes, ah! And then there's a cut. And it's, that's, a really, it's a
1: really hard cut. It's like, a
0: very, very yeah. hard cut to the protagonists of the film. I don't really know exactly what was going on with the, this little prologue scene. And it jumps right into the prologue. There's no titles. It does. It's, titles. There's it's no... Like the intro
1: is over the top of the prologue. Yeah. Basically, like the credits.
0: There's not really like even like studio logos you usually no. get at the start of films. It just, it's, it's like, like the movie starts and they're and like music. <laughs> New Year's Eve 1959. You're like, ah, you know. Um, <laughs> 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 so anyway, it cuts to the group of friends that are the main characters. There's like five of them. It's like two couples and Spud, who's yep. <laughs> by himself. Um, And they are at a fun fair they're like a beach fun fair place like apparently it was filmed in Black- barry island oh, okay in wales which is like blackpool pleasure beach yeah blackpool pleasure Beach, like sort of, whatever pure pure of thing,
1: amusement park
0: um the whole time i was thinking that like because it was clearly shot sort of on the cheap it looks more like tv than it looks like a film mm, you know you get some yeah. films that are like that um so i was kind of thinking like and it, because it was late 80s i was like this looks like a really naff episode of like late 80s doctor who and then i was just looking at the trivia for it and mm-hmm. i found out that because this was filmed in barry island that's also where delta and the banner men was oh really yeah was uh filmed which so for like, those of you who
1: don't know is a naff <laughs> late 80s episode <laughs> doctor of doctor who. who
0: yeah basically i was like oh that's that maybe that's why i'm associating it with yeah. that but anyway they they go off into this fun fair they're kicking about they're going on all the rides they see what one of the girls i couldn't tell if it was one of the girls they were already with or if this is then the american girl that spud goes off with i think he was off chatting to the girl elsewhere he was off chatting with the girl elsewhere but one of the girls that they were already with was yeah. like on like a, spin- is like a spinning spin- spinning yeah thing so like she's in the little thing spinning going around the carousel but the the carnies the guys running it are like harassing her they're yeah. spinning it really fast and she's asking them to stop and they're not stopping and then they intervene and they start fucking with the machine and then they piss off the carnies and there's a big chase scene scooby-doo style running around this yep. fairground they go into the like the ghost train ride that's when they bump into spud and they meet it's this funny. uh carol is it carol the american is it, one? The american one i think so they are like, Oh, we're oh, it's nice to meet you, Carol. Quick, we're gonna get murdered by some carnies. <laughs> Run away. And they're like running around, and then one of them drives their car through the ghost train ride yeah. for some reason. And it's got a boat attached to the back and everything, and there's just lots of quick cuts of them, you know, driving through and Scooby-doing their way it, out of there. Pretty much. Yeah. They fight off these carnies. We assume that this is going to be the last we see of them. It turns out it was actually not because they come up a bit very much later on in the film, but they're, for now, that's them away. They all pile into this boat, go off into the water. They hit some rocks. yep. The boat starts to sink, so they jump off and go to this little island that's there. They find a little hotel on the island, and that's basically what the rest of the film is, is them kicking about this hotel hotel, yeah this old hotel that's decorated for new year's eve in spite of the fact that it's the middle of the summer Mm -hmm. uh there's no one around they see a woman who's like a maid but by this point we are the audience assumes that it's she's a ghost or something
1: yeah she kind of or it maybe it's later, I'm thinking. She kind of fades in and you out of do doors. You do
0: see her fade away later on. Is that later on, but yeah. At at this point, it's just the fact that she's the one person that's there. Yeah. And you're kind of like, okay, something else. spooky's going on. Um they just start rummaging through people's rooms and like stealing their clothes because they're like, Ah, oh, no one's here, who cares? We need to change out of our wet clothes. So they start stealing clothes, trying to get the power turned back on.
1: Yeah, they're looking for the power, and then they're they they sort of as they're getting changed into these clothes, out of the corner of their eye or in the mirror, they see the original person who's wearing the clothes. Yeah, the, the person who owns them, kind of looking at them all grumpily, mm-hmm. like "I'm a ghost. I'm gonna get you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get you for he's, stealing my clothes."
0: Nineteen fifties like clothes. Yeah. Um. They, they we we see a little bit of like a TV broadcast as well. They're they're talking about some government project for like a stealth plane Mm -hmm. and someone's like oh you shouldn't be messing around with stuff like this because it's gonna break time or something for some reason that's how stealth planes planes especially in 1959 apparently they were gonna like bend space around the plane and that's why it was gonna i don't know it reminds me of that classic uh, some sci-fi
1: bullshit. how wor- how wormholes work in sci-fi films oh, they get a yeah. the bit of paper and they bend yeah. it and put the pencil you, you through punch-
0: yeah you punch the hole in the paper yeah
1: which is such a like it was cool the first time whichever film did it first like event horizon maybe yeah i don't know and then every subsequent film has been like okay guys come they do on. It the exact think same up way. think up a new a new metaphor <laughs> or or something. <laughs> how wormholes work
0: yeah um and then they they kick about they start to realize that something spooky is going on they're going around investigating the island yeah they uh or oh, one of them gets gotten in the spud spud gets got spud gets got in the, the, in the cinema
1: yeah the there's like a. it's actually kind of creepy they're watching the old film on the cinema mm-hmm. and then the ghost like or or whoever the 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 p- entity yeah appears out of the projection like screen sort of steps out of the steps screen, out and the grabs screen and, him. yeah and then just kind of wrestles him to the ground and yeah then, and then he dies
0: <laughs> yeah it's like all right yeah it's quite unexpected and i feel like if it looked better mm-hmm. it would have been a lot more effective like the effects are very cheap yeah the first well actually
1: i think some of the effects later on are pretty cool i'm not gonna lie this one i think when when the ghost first step i'm gonna call it ghost i know it's not but like when they first step out of the projection mm-hmm. i was quite like oh that's pretty creepy but then as it's wrestling spud like turns around and it's just a dude in like a white dressing gown and white makeup on i yeah. was like that okay that ruined it yeah
0: <laughs> yeah uh but then at this point they start to panic they run off into the into the woods they're looking around different places they find a little cabin and then some weird monster that's just like it's just like a ghillie suit yeah someone wearing like bin bags or whatever yeah. kind of goes and like it, Whoa! it controls like the net as well like yeah fish like netting it's like jumps up and and gets them they find like a crashed plane
1: yeah which isn't really explained it's but, not
0: really explained, but I, it's sort of just tying back into this thing earlier on that we're starting to get this idea that this is all, there's some like fracture in time that was caused by this plane that was, yeah flew overhead the island or crashed on the island or What whatever. confused
1: me slightly was that there is an explosion, presumably the plane, mm-hmm. while they're on the island. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's a recent thing. And then it isn't until later that spoilers yeah the, the plane crashing in 1959 is mm. what caused this all this time nonsense they're, they're all like trapped so in like, time but how could we see the explosion then if what, yeah what, what, what yeah i I don't know I, I i guess time and all that is just yep
0: that's the one <laughs> it's, it's
1: i didn't want to say timey-wimey I yeah feel like that's too <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, i love dog to who but god i'm fucking sick of people saying that yeah um yeah the it's all that time nonsense say it say it no um <laughs> then
1: uh then the Cartneys show up as well they're like the, yeah the da- they they're hiding in like the like a wee hut yeah they go and look for because one yeah the girl who got attacked by the fish net mm-hmm. ha- like lures them to this hut on the edge of a cliff yeah and then she kind of turns into one of the ghosts yeah she's not actually dead she just kind of she's sort of half
0: made up yeah and she's like got you know goop all over her face yeah. and her hair's all messy and and she starts throwing the the carnies around and she yeah because they they, they roughing them the, up the, uh, he's credited as the dad yeah,
1: of the carnies. Yeah, um is carnies an offensive term, by the way. I don't
0: think so. It's not like a it's carnival a. Worker. It's not like it's a race. It's that's just true. yeah, that's true. It's a. It's like you know calling someone a sparky or a, a bricky or something. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's just a job. Bricky, a bricky, like right. a bricklayer. Well, yeah, but I'm not. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh... <laughs> or a carpy, a carpy for a fisherman, like a.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and so he it's the dad who arrives first, and he just kind of shows up. He just like opens the door and walks through. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I thought you, we were done with you, but <laughs> hey, <up. laughs> apparently not. Um, and it's not it's 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 not explained until much later on that they how they got there because the assumption was that they were out at sea. That the original group, the protagonists, were out at sea. They crashed, and then they like swam to the nearest shore. And it's this mysterious island that. We don't know where it really is. Yeah. But then the Carneys show up like half an hour later yeah. on their boat, on their little boat.
0: Presumably, oh. it is just like an island that's near the coast. Yeah. That's got a regular <laughs> hotel on it that no one's been to. No for, one's bothered to go and check on. For and, what, 27 years? Yeah. Um, I yeah. guess. Or yeah. people go there and then go missing, but no one actually gives a shit. <laughs> no one cares. Um, so yeah they're they're, there they rough them up a bit they run back to the hotel then the girl that got possessed kind of comes back and she's okay again and she's like asking them to to let her in and they refuse and then she goes in anyway and they fight her off for a bit
1: there's like the weird um banister shaped like a bird yeah. That, like, comes to life. And... Comes to
0: life and starts moving around. It's very mm-hmm. obviously just, like, a, pu- a weird puppet. It is, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool, though. Like, the wood effect on it. Yeah. It looked like sort of uh, leather or vinyl or That's something. I was thinking, kind of leathery. But yeah.
0: It has that sort of wood grain. When it's not moving, it's, like, just... You could... You would think it was real wood when it's not moving around. But yeah. when it does start to move, it's... You're like, yeah, it's, it's just a, bit a nav- guy's hand through it's it. Like. Bit, yeah. Um... They, the, the, she gets gotten, one of them has a gun. I can't remember why they have a gun. Do they have a gun? I don't remember. They a have a gun. They just, they shoot her, don't they? The possessed girl. I don't remember. I remember hacking her arm off. They hack her arm off. Does she not just get shot at one point? Maybe. I don't know. She falls oh, down the stairs. Maybe one of the carnies has off. a gun and they get it off him. Maybe. Um. Yeah. <laughs> this is where it goes a bit hazy it's a bit yeah it's very messy lots of the reviews for this film are saying like it's all kind of fun to watch but nothing there's no like consistency in what happens it's not like there's one linear plot it's kind of just like a bunch of stuff happening back to back so it's easy to lose track of of what's happening yeah
1: um they kind of the main characters gradually get killed off as well yeah
0: um one of the carnies gets killed at this point the possessed girl grabs her and twists his head twists his head around
1: oh yeah that was pretty cool
0: but and it's like it's quite funny the way they've done it is they've clearly like they like turn his head right the way around to one side and then there's a cut and then it cuts back and he's clearly like turned 180 degrees and put his clothes on backwards (laughs) and then he keeps turning his head around and then they do it again so it looks like they've turned their head right the way around but it's like very obviously just there's no like practical effect even it's just turning it, It's quite funny. Like I mean I guess that's a good cheap way to do it, but it does look, it
1: looks pretty it, <laughs> it looks a little bit silly. Um, to be fair, not that things like the exorcist managed to get the turning head done no, particularly I think it's well. Quite
0: obviously a fake head in a lot yeah. of the shots. Um this was I mean what 14 15 years after the exorcist, so. That's true. Yeah. That, that that's maybe they a fair would point. Do living a little bit better. Yeah. Or even commit to doing something other than just you know putting his jumper on backwards for a bit um and then towards the end of the film they like they're on a uh they're in they're in the kitchen and everything starts getting thrown and smashed around the kitchen it's like flying around all over the the place and then it starts flying around backwards every time it reverses kind of resets itself um and then they start having visions of it being new year's eve 1959 and there's like the woman at the front there's a hostess hostess type of thing and she gives a bunch of exposition about how like oh it was because of this government experiment that time's gone all weird and we're trapped here you'll be trapped too and it would have been better i think if it was just a little bit more vague like maybe a little they 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 kind of just go oh just in case you were wondering this is why (laughs) this is all happening um and then you hear them all, kind of laughing. There's all like the ghosts of all of the people are sort of laughing, and the the table, the kitchen tables, moving around while they're on it. And I, at this point, thought maybe they did actually put the sound effects in. They just didn't like do this completely. But like they had like the sound effects from the ghost train ride earlier. Hmm. and i thought the film was going to end with them like just coming out the other end of the ghost train ride back at the fairground and just be like oh well that was fucked up okay moving on Uh, and that was going to be the end of the film but instead they kind of they just that happens for a bit the table moves around and then they just get off and run out of the island they get like like, thrown out the window yeah they get chucked out and they run away down to the beach they steal the boat that the the carnies came in on the two that are surviving. There's the American girl and it's Rick one and of the Carol, guys. I think. Yeah, the main, the, the boss like the, leader of the, the two friend of them. Group, yeah. yeah, the two of them are about to escape, but then he sees the other girl. His Rick girlfriend. sees the other. He sees yeah. his girlfriend back, standing back on the island, saying like, "Oh no, don't leave me! Please take me with you!" And he gets off the boat, rushes back to go and save her, not realizing that she's already been gotten she vanishes and he sort of falls into the sand mm-hmm. and gets trapped in the sand and then the dad carney the zombot who's now all zombified comes up with a an outboard motor it's like the rotor blade of it yeah and uh revs it and like moves it towards his head and goes to decapitate him yeah. apparently they did actually have a shot for that but it got cut out because it was too graphic which is a shame because the film doesn't really have an awful lot in it that's super graphic beyond the yeah the possessed girl getting Chopped up a bit.
1: Well, there's the pilot. Remember when they go and see the plane? The pilot yeah. explodes. Well, the pilot he just like he walks goes, up, gets... says hi, and then explodes. He gets,
0: he gets hit. Like one of the guys jumps up and like he has got a an aura or something, and he whacks him, and then he just bursts. It? Yeah, he
1: just like but he like proper. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's weird. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it, even then like not particularly graphic because it just doesn't really look realistic. No, at not all. at all. It's just it's like a just pink mist, like fake fake blood and oh, a pink mist. It's um, it's like I forgot f- <laughs> that was what that was from. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fake blood and just like a mannequin that gets shot with a shotgun or something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so then right at the end, it's just Carol on her own on the boat. But then she like falls. She gets through like pulled through the boat and then she's on the other side of the mirror from the beginning of the film Mm -hmm. she's like now trapped in the reflection of the mirror which i guess makes sense that we've sort of looped around back to the beginning considering the whole point is that it's kind of like a time loop type of thing yeah it makes kind of sense there's there's threads of sense there surrounded by a bunch of nonsense
1: i think that was what bugged me the most about this film is that there's actually quite a lot of potential here. Yeah, for a, an enjoyable film, there's some fun ideas. They just couldn't, they couldn't decide what they wanted it to be. Yeah, right. Because in amongst, oops, squeaky knees, um, in amongst the film, we've mm-hmm. got like a slasher. Right, we've got them yeah. getting picked off one by one by the entities in the house. Mm-hmm. We've got uh like ghost story horror kind i guess haunted, house, type haunted house yeah and we've also got elements of like an evil dead style mm. possess- gor- gory mm. possession yeah. film as well and we've got all these different elements but they didn't stick to any one of them they kind of just threw bits and pieces in hoping that it would work yeah and it doesn't really yeah
0: yeah it's annoying yeah yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned the Evil Dead because that was one of the things that I kind of drew comparisons to as well. Mm. Like, not really in a good way because, I mean, the Evil yeah. Dead is is pretty great. It's pretty perfect. So I think trying to do something similar to the Evil Dead is always going to fall a bit flat. But there's, like, elements of it. I think it's mostly with the the blonde girl that gets possessed the and sort of possess- she, like, gets, yeah. you know, hacked up and whatever. And the fact that once each one of them gets injured they then become possessed as well which mm-hmm. is sort of the evil dead thing and being out in the woods there's like similarities i did kind of think this was sort of like what if the evil dead was like a shit late 80s doctor who episode basically what considering like the production value and the fact that it's it, it's very english and the setting it f- is, yeah. feels it doesn't really feel like a horror film like none of it takes place at night really. no it's all like it's all the day. during the day in this like very english looking hotel little
1: village and when they're
0: running through the woods it's just and, like lots of the same <laughs> yeah and all of the kind of sci-fi stuff with this like experimental plane causing yeah. the time loop and stuff it's it's yeah it's like a weird british tv sci-fi evil dead mm-hmm. and it's not great no it's it, it's unfortunate because the elements are there there are hints there of a good film but like they clearly didn't have much in the way of budget they clearly didn't have like (sighs) i feel like studio backing would have helped with like editing things down Mm. refining the ideas more helping get better actors and like special effects and stuff um The fact that this was probably made either by a very small studio or just independently. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Yeah. I feel like they just, they they came up with the idea of let's make a new year horror film. And then they found some ideas and were like,
0: let's put this together. Mash all this together. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
1: So yeah, sadly did not, did not do the trick for me. No i did like some of the kills though i thought some of the kills were pretty cool i know you're saying you weren't blown away by them yeah but the um the 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 ghost coming out of the cinema screen i thought was cool yeah the initial shot not like the subsequent shots of the very clearly (laughs) dressed down makeup dude yeah um but the one the i can't remember her name but rick's girlfriend when she gets got in the elevator in yeah the lift yeah. she gets like pulled into the lift mm-hmm. and they've got like this what's it called i know it's like the, it's like the latex, latex. they
0: like press against the later yeah like, uh, nightmare on elm street style yeah and bit. she but,
1: gets like sucked into it yeah and then you can see her pressing against it and gets like pulled but i thought that was it was quite creepy. cool
0: i like that as well yeah um because um, it looks it looks metallic they do a good job they clearly like painted over the latex so yeah it looks metallic it looks like a solid wall and then obviously like the arms kind of come, come out come and grab her. grab her um the issue with that because there's a few i think it was maybe partly with that puppet you were talking about like the wooden bird mm-hmm. thingy kind of had the same issue where it was like they had clearly painted some fabric so when it moved you could see it like cracking mm. i don't really know how to describe it? You would can sort of need to see it. You know what if I mean? It was dried like paint. A, it would like dried paint, yeah, or like a or like kind of broken layer of latex, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like fake leather. Yeah, how it cracks and you get it goes all like piece thingy. Would you piecey? Piecemeal. meal. You piecemeal? I don't know. If that's the don't term. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though? It goes all like flaky. Flaky. Yeah. It was kind of like that. Um So it's like another example of like. Good idea, poorly executed yeah. because of bad budget. Yeah. So, it, yeah,
1: it's a shame. Um, what did you give it in the end?
0: Uh, one and a half.
1: We're in agreement then. One and a half. Cool. Yeah.
0: You give it one and a half as well. Yeah, it's just there's not really much to say about it. To be honest, it's a very wild film, but there's nothing. They're kind of gluing all of the ideas together. Like, none of the ideas are committed to enough. Maybe that was just because they didn't have enough confidence in the ideas. Maybe it was because they didn't have the budget to follow through on anything. They clearly just sort of threw a bunch of stuff together and went, right, let's go rent this like (laughs) decrepit old hotel for like a week and just shoot it all on film. Yeah. probably just direct on video or whatever and then chuck it all together um it's not it's it's not the worst like 80s low-budget horror film i've no. ever seen no. but it's far
1: from the best
0: i would rather watch a film like that that at least has a lot of creativity behind it and a lot of good ideas that just mm. weren't done well rather than watching a film that's just like fucking boring that you get now that's just overly polished and there's no creativity behind it it's just like it's very cut and dry another one of these films that they just churn out yeah to stick on a streaming service like i would much rather watch a film like bloody new year that's at least got heart it's got yeah it's
1: got a bit of fun (laughs) behind it you know no i agree i agree um cool that was bloody new year bloody new year
0: bloody new year again
1: yeah, what happens if we get stuck oh, no. in a time loop and it's twenty twenty three forever?
0: Oh god! Actually, twenty twenty three wasn't that bad of a year. It was acceptable. It was all right. I had a pretty good year. Objectively, in the world, it's not been great. But no, no, there's plenty of bad stuff has happened. For individually, me in was... our
1: privileged little bubble, I think. Yeah. It <laughs> um, right. So moving on to my pick of the week. I chose The Children Mm. on a bit of a whim because I'd never really heard of it. I just had a quick look for New Year horror films and this caught my eye as not being total garbage. It had decent Rotten Tomato scores. so I was like, "Ah, okay, let's give it a shot. Let's see what it's all about. So it was 2008 and it definitely feels like a film from 2008. It has that era-specific look about it. I think it's partly the outfits as well. The outfits, yeah. Um, I'm thinking, like, yeah, the British horror films mm-hmm. from, like, 2005 to, like, 2009, they all have this vibe about them. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I can't describe it. But they all have this vibe, and this film it definitely has it. Yeah. And it's not a huge a huge budget film either. It's, it, it, I think it was pretty independent. Mm-hmm um it was directed by tom shankland who not someone i'd really heard of he'd done i think just one film prior to this right but he had directed a lot of tv so he's done like jericho he did dirk gently mm. i did a couple of the marvel films uh marvel series even oh he yeah did yeah, like the odd, odd yeah, episodes yeah. Of, of of the shows so he's obviously relatively accomplished he knows what we're doing and to be honest the direction is one of the better things about this film i thought it was it's
0: well shot like the yeah the the cinematography and it's nice yeah lots of interesting shots
1: yeah so it starts with a family heading up to a post new year party a post christmas party so over the new year uh, period they're heading up it's elaine and jonah and their kids i've written them all down because i'm gonna forget uh casey who's the oldest teenager chloe and polly and they're going up to meet miranda and robbie who have leah and Nikki as their kids Mm -hmm. it's not important that you know their names but i just so that i can keep track of them throughout the film (laughs) because it was quite difficult which one's chloe chloe's uh
0: jonah's daughter yeah is it not I thought Chloe was the the aunt. No, maybe th- not. I've lost. Tra- oh. I lost track of the names.
1: Maybe. And then Miranda is Miranda
0: the daughter. I then? think
1: Miranda's the daughter. Maybe. maybe I, I, I did. I really
0: did lose track of the names.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it's either Miranda or Chloe. Okay. Are the daughter or the sister?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I don't> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was specific. I made a note right at the start of the film when they first arrive at the house that because i made a note that she was introduced as auntie chloe
1: oh then yeah that could be because i
0: assumed she's the sister right so chloe's the the sister sister. then yeah and miranda must be the daughter and i made a note of it because i got really wound up because one of the first lines in the film when they're talking to each other is chloe says to elaine elaine says hey there sis yep I noticed that and I knew you were going to say something about it. Fucking hate it. <laughs> Which has yeah. already been introduced as like your daughter's auntie. You don't then need to do that. We've got the fact that she's your fucking sister. Hey, bro. Don't. Calm down. Shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. I was like, Ewan is absolutely going to rage. <laughs> um, so they all, they all pull up and they all have their issues. And I immediately hated every single character there. Yeah. <laughs> um Elaine is a total pushover she's married Jonah but Jonah's not Casey's dad yeah he's just the dad of the other two the, kids the younger, the younger ones kids. he's a dickhead to Casey because he's like the evil step dad yeah. Casey's a typical teenage girl just doesn't listen and doesn't care about anyone else and it's really boring um the aunt an uncle they're all like sort of hippie types they're very like uh, what's the word like
0: homeschool their kids and yeah they made a bunch of money and now they're like oh we're going to homeschool our kids and she says something about like oh did you read that article i sent you about the mmr jab right i have a note about that i I have i have thoughts about that do you think it's because
1: they're not vaccinated that's why they turn evil so i have thoughts about And I didn't think about it right until the end of the film. And I'm really annoyed at myself Mm -hmm. for thinking about it because it kind of soured the film for me. Yeah. But I'll get to that. But yeah, I did notice that. So she makes, yeah, she's got these kind of like anti vax Karen vibes. Yeah. And I was like, ah, okay. So immediately, I just hate all the characters. They've got a son who's very clearly meant to be like autistic. And it's just so like tropey. I was like, ah, just so stereotyped. I just, uh, everyone's fed up with him. Jonah's like very short with him and can't stand him. Um, what do you call it? Like stimming when he's.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sort of keeping himself calm. It's just, it, I just hate them all, right? I hate them all. I was like, oh, I've picked an absolute non starter this week. Yeah. Thankfully, it did get better. Yeah. Um, it did get better but yeah immediately I was like this whole cast is terrible so Polly the little the youngest son of Jonah he is quite sick when he gets out of the car immediately they put it down to like travel sickness um, but they sort of focus on it and he's acting a bit weird he won't brush his teeth and he's jumping on the table and they're kind of riding the line between oh is he just like autistic or is something wrong here? Mm-hmm. And it's left a bit ambiguous. And then as they go to bed, the other, I think it's Chloe's daughter. Is it Leah? Yeah. Starts chumming about with Polly and then she gets sick as well. And we see that it is actually like an infection or something going through and they're all acting a bit weird together. And it's all very strange and it's all very typical setup for a sort of infection story. mm mm-hmm. They're all stuck in the house and people are infected and trying to get in, whatever. So Casey is trying to get her trying to get out. She's trying to get um get through to her friends on the phone. There's no signal, of course, there's no signal. She phones her friend to come and get picked up nearby. Her uncle starts flirting with her, which is very strange very considering gross. she's like she's meant to be like a younger teenager, I assume. She's meant to be like fourteen, fifteen. Be... Yeah even if not even if she was a few years older it wouldn't make any better but it makes it worse that she's younger you know Mm -hmm. and the uncle is like flirting with her and they share a smoke and oh it's oh it's just uncomfortable to watch it's very uncomfortable and then the aunt clearly notices it and calls her out for having a tattoo very slyly and is like oh you didn't tell me you got a tattoo why don't you show everyone it's so cool and she obviously hadn't shown the mum, and it's like Oh you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly what you were doing. <laughs> so it's just all these very unpleasant characters together for New Year. Yeah. And I guess that's the point, but it just it makes it very uncomfortable to watch. And it's like, okay. But it doesn't last long because the kids start to go a bit crazy. They start kind of poking each other, they try and pick up knives, they start screaming and running about. And then the next morning when they're out building snowmen and riding the the hills on their sled. Yeah. They Casey runs off to go and get picked up by her girlfriend and driven back into town while Robbie, the uncle, is playing with the kids. And the kids they like spin him around to mm-hmm. play like hide and seek or whatever. And then they put him on a sleigh on a sled and push him off down the hill. And you're like, oh, okay they're playing on the sled that's cool yeah and then one of the kids like drags out this trolley that he's been pulling about mm-hmm. it's got like a wee sort of weird sculpture on it yeah and a rake it's not a rake what what do you like a it's like promed... yeah, the little thing
0: I d- yeah it's not I, a hole, I don't know what you call it it's, not it's a like a
1: little claw thingy that but you it's for drop. gardening yeah and he pulls it out in front of the sled and robbie goes like face first into it mm-hmm. and you're like oh, okay cool so we're going to get that kind of brutal film. Yeah. And I was... Uh, from that point on, I was like, okay, forget about the characterization. I don't care about any of them. As long as we get some cool deaths and in infection stuff, then... That'll... brutal kills. Yeah. So he does He he does die and...
0: They don't... Sorry, I want to make a note of it at this point. They okay. don't show, really, the... Like, him going into this That's true. Thing. Yeah, that's true. There's, like lots of very quick edits between the two women still inside the house mm-hmm. and uh, Casey's off in the woods and it's very quickly cutting about between like the kids and uh, Robbie on the slide and then the, the mums and then the and Casey and like it's cutting back and forward between all of them and it's building a lot of tension and you're clearly seeing what is going to happen but it doesn't actually show you it you just mm-hmm. get the impression and then it's like Casey falls over in the woods So, you get like that, like thud. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It cuts to that right before Robbie goes into the thing, and then you hear the kids screaming. So, it does a really good job of like making you visualize it Mm -hmm. without actually showing showing you it. Yeah. Which is something that I always appreciate when a horror film does. I really like that they did it the first time. They do that for basically every other kill or every other bit of violence or most other not maybe not every but most other bit of violence throughout the film yeah they do the same thing and i feel like by the end i was getting a bit sick of it mm-hmm. i want to say now like credit where credit's due it is well done and not like credit them for doing it well the first time i think they did it a bit much because they keep doing that same thing over and over throughout the film
1: yeah that's fair enough um I, the, it's not quite as noticeable as this one i think that one does it best and most like notably Mm -hmm. but yeah there is that kind of element at each other point of harm i guess (laughs) to the other characters um so everyone's up in the air and they're like oh he's been killed and what's happened and everyone's blaming casey you should have been watching the kids you should you should have seen what happened and uh we don't really know what's going on elaine goes out and finds polly the Mm -hmm. young boy playing about and crying on the what's called like a jumble gym like uh, the monkey bars yeah and she climbs up to get him and he keeps like moving away from her and then she slips and like breaks her leg snaps her leg yeah on one of the rungs which is pretty brutal like it does like snap and her and casey escape escape they move off into the greenhouse and polly this is when we start to see the kids going like feral yeah Polly like chases in and breaks in and then like chases them with a knife and there's this big showdown and it's all very tense and it's like they do a pretty good job of making it feel very like claustrophobic and Mm -hmm. i think the idea that you know if they were zombies it would be fine because you just kill them you just kick them in the head you stab them you'd find sharp objects whatever but because they're kids and specifically her kids and you don't really know what's happening or why they're doing this, there's that element of, oh, we can't really hurt them. We don't want to hurt them, but they're going to kill you. Mm -hmm. And it it creates this very unique kind of tension, which I kind of vibe with. I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just, it was done quite well. Yeah. So Polly does come in and uh, there's, there's back and forward. Casey gets trapped under a shelving unit or something. And Polly goes to stab her and Elaine like pulls his jacket and he trips backward and like falls and gets impaled on uh like a sheet of glass mm-hmm. that's broken. I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna actually be killing the kids here. Cool. We've said that. We've this said that before. It
0: was. It was when we watched uh Who Can Kill a Child. Yep. We talked about it a lot because I mean that's the whole premise of that film, is like horror films featuring kids heavily when the kids are being evil it's always like are you gonna commit to killing the kids yeah because realistically people probably would like i don't know it it, in a way it feels kind of unrealistic to me like i get that a lot of people would feel very hesitant about killing kids even if Mm -hmm. they were evil but It feels kind of unrealistic to me, the idea that the kids always just survive because they're always just like, they can just manipulate the adults or whatever. And um, I think that's why this film worked for me quite well because they are hesitant. They don't want to kill their kids. No, but they do commit to that brutality when they need to. And it's, yeah. Like mostly kind of accidents. Yeah. Or like this one this one is this one's an accident
1: um so then we get the uh chloe the aunt finds robbie in the tent that the kids have been playing in Mm -hmm. and he's been like cut open and her daughter's doll is like stitched into his stomach yeah so we show it kind of shows us that they're not they're not just killing people they're not just like killing it and that's it they're going a bit mad there's something wrong
0: <laughs> yeah it's fucked <laughs> yeah
1: it's pretty messed up so everyone like retreats to the house and they lock the doors but jonah and chloe are kind of like what's happened you know what you know our son, my, our son is dead mm-hmm. why did you kill him kind of thing and they they start to blame casey a bit yeah and jonah kind of resents her anyway so it's easy chloe's a bit weird and thinks that it's her because she's a snotty teenager and she was flirting with her husband it's like ah guys come on now they like they
0: (laughs) they turn on each other yeah which is something that i liked because you've got the two families yeah and the it's like the parents are all like this is clearly your children's fault yeah that was something I liked because that's obviously something that parents do a lot. You feel very realistic. If something yeah. bad happens, it's always it's never like my child's fault. It's always your child's a bad yeah, influence 100%. and like them turning on each other. I liked. Yeah. That's not something you get a lot of. Like even in something like Village of the Damned, this probably could easily be compared to. Mm-hmm. You didn't get that. Like the parents were never like your child is evil. My child is fine. Yeah. Like they all were aware that it was... This yeah, they thing. were all evil yeah they were all evil um
1: it just it, I think it works really well because they're in this very claustrophobic locked building they're trapped from the outside world essentially um partially through choice because they do have cars but because the kids aren't with them, yeah they're kind of stuck there until they find the kids and figure out what's going on, yeah, so it's this yeah it's kind of an artificial trapping, yeah, if that makes sense, like they could. Just they could leave. just up and leave you know if it was zombies they, they would, would just... just up and leave yeah but because it's their kids it adds this very human element to the film mm-hmm. which i liked a lot I, I thought it was very unique yeah um so jonah goes and finds his daughter uh yeah miranda who's also acting weird chloe goes out to the woods to find her kids her two kids have run off and she she finds them, gives them a big hug, and then they drive a crayon through her eye.
0: Yeah. And we see that one. We see you, yeah. Again, it's like quick cuts. It is you quick you do cuts. see, just for a fraction of a second, going into the, the eye. Pencil or crayon uh, or whatever it is. Yeah. Eye trauma is it's always... It's nasty. Yeah. Uh, it always squeaks you out. Yeah. I don't think that's something that anyone ever gets used to. No,
1: it's it's not good, man. Um And she's still alive after it as well. We see a scene like a few minutes later where she's still alive and like struggling on the floor. It's like, oh, mate, (laughs) that's not good. So uh, I'm trying to remember the order of things. Jonah's kind of running about and trying to figure out what to do. Oh, it's because he he goes out with Chloe and then comes back into the house. Mm -hmm. Casey's trying to get a hold of the phone and figure out what to do next. And she finds miranda our sister upstairs mm-hmm. with the phone she's like meowing like a cat and yeah. being super weird and then she breaks the phone yeah so casey gets like violence, tries to strangle her she sees that something's wrong with this kid yeah and of course jonah walks in and sees this and it and it like confirms his theory that, that it's, all casey. it's casey yeah. that's doing all this so he takes miranda yeah runs to the car Locks Casey in the bedroom mm-hmm. and leaves well, his wife.
0: V- also, very importantly, cracks Casey over the head. Oh, he does with like, a like an ornament. Yeah, or like just, a, whatever it is. Yeah, it's like a little like a little red phone box ornament. Yeah, cracks her over the head with it. Yeah, important for the finale. Is it? I think. Okay, but we can get to that. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, and then he leaves. He takes. He, he just gets, gets, go, gets in the car with his daughter. Well, gets in his. Uh, gets in the other couple's car oh yeah yeah whatever yeah uh, it grabs then,
1: one of the two cars that are there and, and leaves drives off you don't see him again and then yeah the mum which i thought was also not i wouldn't say tastefully done but interesting that they included it that we have some a few shots of her like holding a knife to her wrists mm-hmm. obviously like to hone in on the fact that she feels guilty about killing her son but it's it's always unique it, it's not nice it's not i don't want to say it's nice it's always interesting when they include stuff like that in films yeah especially horror films when it's like when you've had to do something so traumatic yeah it's a very interesting way of addressing how people are feeling at that point
0: like horror films are very grim Mm -hmm. these are like people being put in really really horrible situations i think more people realistically would try to take the easy way out yeah than we are shown yeah. in films. There oh, yeah. are very few examples in horror films of people just being like, you know what, fuck this. I'm not going to try and survive. The one that always jumps to mind is 28 Days Later. The parents. With the parents. Killian yeah. Murphy goes and finds his parents and they've killed themselves. Yeah. Um, Like that's, to be honest, probably what I would do. Zombie apocalypse. I'm not going to try and fight that. Risk getting ripped apart. Have to experience that kind of pain. I just fucking off myself. You know? That's cheery. Well, <laughs> it, I mean, like, yeah, you're probably going to die anyway, aren't you? Like, well, I guess. I'd, I'd much rather die peacefully from a pill overdose and a bottle of wine than go out fighting. I don't want to go out fighting. Get ripped apart. Like Colonel Rhodes at the end of day of the dead. Absolutely not. Absolutely not.
1: Okay. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, it's, anyway, it's okay. Um, so we've got, At this point, it's just Casey and her mum, Elaine, in the house. The other two kids, uh, Chloe's kids, come home. They're out standing outside very creepily. They manage to get back in the house and chase Elaine up the stairs to outside the room that Casey's locked in. And they have this very sinister, like, slowly coming towards her. And Elaine knows what's going on now. She realises and understands that the kids are whatever evil Mm -hmm. in some form but she kind of gives up and she's like i can't do it i I can't kill them and again it's this element of like humanism human humanity yeah to it which i really liked like you know yeah if your niece and nephew if your sister's kids are coming towards you at what five six years old are you going to be able to uh, crack them over the head with a uh fire poker yeah i don't know if i would like probably not so it it's this very yeah realistic portrayal of how people would react in these kind of situations so casey does manage to break out she's been trying to break down the door and she she breaks through the door grabs is it ricky the son yeah. and like pulls him onto the door frame so he gets a similar death to polly yeah in that he gets like yeah impaled. impaled on the the sharpened the the shattered wood yeah again pretty brutal we don't really we do see it but we don't see the sort of impact it's, it's
0: just sort of top down so you just see, see that see it him, has happened, yeah, yeah. and they i did find it quite funny that casey was just like i'm gonna kill these fucking kids she's just I'm like, like, she's, she's, like yeah, she's like this is it man already tried to strangle one of them Kills one of them with the wood, and then just like has a knife. She, and goes, is going, she, she goes, goes and she goes to stab st- Leah
1: to death. She goes, she goes to get Leah, and the mum's like, "No, please don't yeah. let them go." I'm like, "Mate, yeah, <laughs> she just tried to kill you." <laughs> but yeah, whatever. So they escape. They manage to get their car up and running and drive off, escape the house that they've been stuck in, and on the way down the road, they encounter the car that Jonah stole with no one in it mm-hmm. and the windscreen cracked and wrapped around a tree yeah and the casey steps out and goes to take a look and finds jonah buried under the snow bleeding to death i don't know if he's actually dead or not i can't remember if he's breathing i
0: would assume but so you don't really
1: see he's under the snow way. and covered in blood like so if he's not dead he's about to be it's, yeah yeah and uh miranda the other daughter like runs out of the woods with, I don't know. Is it like a tire iron? What is she's she's got, got,
0: she's got something. I can't remember what it is. It's just some kind of weapon
1: running like towards Casey to get her. Yeah. She's been at Casey the whole movie. So like, this is the sort of showdown of that. Mm-hmm she's always been winding her up and teasing her and whatever and runs towards her and the mum's like oh no what do i do i know yeah <laughs> and plows her car into her other daughter yeah and like pins her against the the sister's car mm-hmm. and she like yeah
0: just floors it yeah
1: <laughs> so she's killed two out of three of her, <laughs> of her children yeah in the last few hours uh and then the last shot of the film is you know, the last couple of shots of the film are Casey throwing up mm-hmm. as the kids were at the start of the film. But we don't know if it's because she's just watched her sister die mm-hmm. or if it's because she's infected as well. Yeah. And she turns around and there's just these like hordes of children standing in the snow. Yeah. And they drive off and the children are just watching them drive. And they're like, Oh no. Yeah. Which Who can kill a child? Yeah, it was like a proper, you know, the kids are about to take over the world.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and it is a pretty grim ending. Yeah. So, the reason I think it's it's worth specifically mentioning that Casey took a crack over the head. Oh, is that I liked that we had that bit of ambiguity at the end of as to whether she's like is she infected because it's always a bit ambiguous she's clearly like between the ages of the kids and the parents yeah so it's unclear as to whether or not she's young enough that she could also get possessed Mm -hmm. like these kids are or if it's spreading to adults or is it going to be spreading to adults whatever um and it's like she's throwing up is it because she's infected is it because she's all of the horrible shit that she's seen yeah. is it because she's got a concussion. Yeah, that's a good point. Whatever. I didn't actually think
1: of that, yeah. And
0: that was why I liked that. And then at the end she gets in the, the car anyway. our mum lets her mom mum has to open
1: the door. That's sorry, that's important. Yeah. Mom the mum kind of has this moment of hesitation.
0: Chooses to let her in the car and they're driving off and it's sort of slow zooming on her face. Yeah. As the film's ending. Um yeah, I really like that. Because her character's very kind of ambiguous age wise. Yeah which makes the
1: stuff with her uncle arguably a lot worse very gross (laughs) very gross did not enjoy that that was not that was not nice the film itself surprised me i wasn't expecting much out of it Mm -hmm. um especially at the start as well like the first five ten minutes i was like oh man (laughs) i've really i've really done it again haven't i but as the film went on i really quite enjoyed it i think they did a lot of stuff they they did a lot of horror cliches right yeah but they did them pretty well and they also did a lot of unique stuff um like the more the more grounded realistic approach to you know how people would how a normal family would react in these situations yeah i thought it worked well um i really liked the yeah the sort of who can kill a child vibes like these these children are untouchable there are kids just because they're infected doesn't mean we have to kill them you know yeah but then they're going to kill you and it's it's just yeah it's a really interesting dilemma and situation to put characters in Mm -hmm. so i really yeah i ended up quite enjoying it um now so i made a note i'm trying to think about what point it was that i made it it was before it was before aunt chloe got killed
0: yeah
1: i made the note because Jonah is into his like Chinese herbal medicine, yeah, and I made the note, "Ah, is it going to be revealed that he's been dosing the son with something, yeah, to quote unquote, cure him mm. of his sort of autistic tendencies? Mm. Yeah uh, because he's a bastard. <laughs> is he been given him like sort of Chinese weird medicine, and that's what's triggered this infection? yeah and i was like right i'm gonna call it now just in case i'm right and i can say to you and yeah i called it and then it wasn't that or at least it wasn't revealed that that's what the issue was yeah so then at the end of the film i was like all right okay so that wasn't revealed so what could it be and i was starting to think about the kids and thinking about what the aunt said at the start of the film when she was like Oh, have you had a look into the what was it MMR? MMR, MMR vaccine, yeah. And I was like, oh no, this film could very easily be taken as like an anti-vax subtext,
0: potentially. Yeah, and I, I didn't think of that. Yeah, but mm. I
1: see. I didn't throughout the whole film, but mm. then right at the end, I was as I was trying to figure out sort of what what could it have been the way that it was like oh it's just the kids that are infected they confirmed that it was uh that polly was or well more or less confirmed that polly was uh, vaccinated yeah and like the sort of thinly veiled ableism of that's why he has autism is because mm-hmm. he's vaccinated which isn't true by the way that's double yeah. <laughs> yeah. horse shit um and just that kind of little... So I know she's meant to be played as the bad guy there, but the fact that she said it and then the rest of the film, it's its Polly that infects the other kids. He's the first one and the rest of them get infected. I was like... Oh. If you look at it like that, mm. you can see a message there. Yeah. So... I was like, uh, I'm gonna try and just ignore that and try pretend and ig- I didn't think
0: about it. Try and ignore that.
1: <laughs> so I don't know if that was intended or not, or unintentional.
0: Very possible. Or
1: just me reading into it too much. I don't know. Um, but that ruined it slightly for me. Uh, right at the end, right at the finish line. Yeah. Um. But yeah that was yeah (laughs) very annoying that i had to think about that this is what this is what being critical about films does to you you start thinking about things you start thinking about themes and subtext and all the other nonsense that just ruins the enjoyment of films i know
0: yeah what how did you enjoy it too hard i quite enjoyed it i enjoyed Mm -hmm. it more than i thought i was going to um kind of lesser known films from this era i always have a bit of hesitation They're they can about, very hit and miss. because i think a lot of the time they can just be totally naff i feel like this was kind of around the time when uh this was when you had like the what the french new extreme movement you had stuff like martyrs and mm. inside and whatever that was like known for being like super boundary pushing really upsetting stuff so when i see a film that's from 2008 and from like western europe i'm always kind of like oh no and because it's about kids i was kind of like oh no (laughs) um but it didn't wind up being as bad as i thought um it does have some pretty distressing stuff in it but i feel like it's handled tastefully enough that it's not Within the you know, context of the film, I think it's, it, it, it you works know, all right. It's not gratuitous. Um, in general, I find kids very annoying. Mm-hmm. The film's very loud. There's lots of just like screaming constantly. Especially early on in the film. There's a, the, like, which they're, they are really doing on purpose. Like they're obviously setting oh, yeah. up the yeah, idea, yeah. you know, early on that these kids are like, they're just regular kids. Mm-hmm. Kids are loud and hyperactive and they run around and make a lot of noise and that's like, you know, they're demonstrating that, but it's just like later on the kind of constant screaming can get very distressing. And that works well to make you feel uncomfortable in the film. I just find it very annoying because yeah. I don't like kids. Um, the Like I say, the editing, I thought kind of the first time they did this sort of quick cuts to get around showing anything super gory, I was very impressed with. I thought it was done really well. I feel like they did it a few too many times. And it reached the point by the end when mm. I was kind of like, all right, dial it back a little bit. It got a bit annoying. Um, but, like, technically, well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you mentioned, the direction's really good. Like, the cinematography's. Yeah, it's a pretty good
1: looking film really for, like, for what is pretty low budget, I assume.
0: Yeah, yeah you know, well shot. Um, the acting overall is pretty good. I was going to say that, like, it,
1: it's not, like, groundbreaking, but yeah. for a low budget film like this, it's it's better than a lot of them it's not it's, like
0: super well-known actors yeah
1: there's no one really that i recognize um yes yeah, it's, it's 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 more than what i was expecting
0: <laughs> yeah the soundtrack was kind of okay there's really there's the not much there's like a little bit of music right at the beginning during All the right. scene when they're first arriving at the house that i quite enjoyed mm. i thought like oh, that was actually really pretty good bit of music um but there's barely any throughout the rest of the film. So maybe they just, they only really committed to having like one bit of intro music just, yeah. and that was basically it. Um, so yeah, in the end I gave it three stars. It averaged out basically a little bit above mediocre. It yeah. was there's aspects of it that were really good. There were aspects of it that I found pretty annoying or a bit kind of creepy and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it came down in the middle as just being like it was fine, yeah. serviceable. Uh yeah. That's what you want out of a film. That's what you want. You want a, serviceable a serviceable film. film. Yeah. I uh, probably wouldn't go out of my way to recommend this to people or to watch it again unless someone was ever like Got any New Year's horror films to recommend. Just like, <laughs> hey, you got any films about killing kids? I'd probably go, you know what? Watch. We've got a couple. We've done a couple on this we've podcast. Got, we've got a few. <laughs> um, yeah. It was fine. Yeah. Three stars.
1: I was a little bit more generous. Mm-hmm. I give it three and a half. Yeah. In the end. It, that is with the asterisk that I ignore the anti-vax stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not to think about that because I would mark it down to nothing if, yeah. that, if that was the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, you know the characters were all very unlikable, but their characterization throughout the film was done very realistic, which I appreciated. It it gave a new sort of approach to these kind of films. The deaths were gory enough and brutal enough to keep me in excuse me keep me invested. Mm. Um, it was just it was just fun. It was just kind of fun. Just like watching the kids getting killed in horror films,
0: yeah. you know. I don't really. No,
1: but, but it it works within this film. It
0: works. Yeah. This was another one that we did talk about with uh, who can kill a child. That it's like it's not that we like seeing kids getting killed. No, it's that we like horror films that are willing to commit that willing to, to that level yeah. of uh, like shockingness. Yeah, shockingness, shockingness, shockingness. What was the film that we watched? Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. We watched where they were like, oh, one of the characters is a little girl. Okay, cool. So she's going to survive until the end of the film. Yeah. So the main character and the little girl are going to survive. And then you know the ending because you know that most films aren't going to commit to that. So it's nice having films that are because then you feel like you don't know where they're going. Mm-hmm. It's it's easier to get invested in the expected, film and, yeah. and have it be more, you know, engaging because you don't feel like you know how it's going to end.
1: Well, this with, with this one in particular, they give quite a lot of focus to Polly. Yeah. And he's the first of the kids to die. Yeah. Which I didn't expect. Sort of not, not it's not early on in the film, you know, it's like halfway through, but he's the first child's death in the film and I was like, "Oh, I thought they were going to save him till last." Mm-hmm. I thought he was the sort of the the one with the most characterization, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Keeps you on your toes. Like it. Yeah. Good. Okay. So one out of two films that was semi enjoyable. That's fine. (laughs) So as we sail swiftly into the new year, we need to come up with a new theme. Mm. What have we got for this
0: week? Are you asking me? Yeah. So next week or this coming week, we're going to be talking about, clowns (laughs) you've been standing in my way long enough that's it i'm going to clown college um clowns is i think this is a pretty like solid horror trope to start off the new year like clowns are creepy right oh yeah and there's a lot to choose from there's a lot of clown movies um I know for a fact that you're going to pick one that's more genuinely scary than I am. I think you're going to probably go for one. I would imagine, I, I I'm, I'm not far off. But. Most, most likely, because uh, I, I, I'm going to be going for one that's more on the goofy end. Okay. Do you, do you want to? Do you want to go first? Yes, I. W-
1: yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to pick Terrifier. Okay. But I am going to pick All Hallows' Eve. Okay. We watched Terrifier two not long ago. Mm-hmm. I know you weren't the biggest fan. Terrifier one is as much as I love it. I appreciate it's not a great film. Yeah, it is quite brutal. It's not really up your street. If you want to watch it, I'll let you watch it in your own time. Okay. All Hallows Eve I've not seen, mm-hmm. but it is the first appearance of Art the Clown. Yeah. So it's like a it's like an anthology. Yeah. I like an anthology.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. Cool. See, see what it's all about. Yeah. And he's only in one of the segments, I believe so. Uh, I believe so, so. Presumably, the other segments are going to be a little bit yeah different. Yeah, cool. Interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll get. I'll give that a watch. See what I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going for one that's a little bit older, and like I say, definitely more on the goofy end. I'm going to go with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> <laughs> okay, from the late eighties. Um, I've never seen it. Actually, no, neither have I. Neither have I. Um, but I think it could be quite a lot of fun yeah uh it was by oh no i can't remember exactly who it was it was some of the same people who did the special effects for critters oh yeah some of the critters films it's
1: got quite a similar vibe doesn't I it think like so yeah silly like aliens come, come down days, and cause havoc yeah.
0: yeah um i know that it's like as much as it looks like just a complete like a just a straight comedy it does still have some pretty shocking pretty gruesome bits in it okay uh in places from my understanding at least this will be yeah. my first time watching it so there's a video game coming out there is yeah. yeah yeah um
1: like the sort of uh 4, 4v1 yeah style a- asymmetrical multiplayer. asymmetrical that's the one yeah
0: yeah yeah sounds interesting excellent we'll what that. a
1: way to ring in the new year with some clowns yeah <laughs> <laughs> excellent right then from us we have nothing more to say than goodbye thank you for joining us this year it's our first year as as friday night fratricide yeah we hope you will continue to listen and enjoy and watch along with us these uh
0: questionable picks sometimes <laughs> we'll pick some better films i promise
1: yeah but it's been a good year so yeah merry christmas happy new year all that jazz to everyone listening and 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 thank you we'll see you in the new year i thought you were going to say something no not just happy new year yeah there you go bye yeah